Hi, everyone. This is Matt Rather from the Overthinking It podcast and overthinkingit.com. Uh, what you're about to hear is an experiment. It's not a regular episode of the Overthinking It podcast. So if you're looking for the panel to subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve, you'll have to wait till Monday, which is our regular day, to post the new show. Instead, what you're about to hear is a pilot or a trial episode for a new podcast. For a long time, Overthinking It staff writer Ryan Sheely and I have wanted a venue to discuss the profound sociological implications of the CW's show Gossip Girl. And this season, we've seen a show just as densely packed with cultural reference and, if anything, a more subversive show in Fox's Glee. We want to talk about these shows, which only purport to be about the sex lives of teenagers, and what they mean for our culture, and most importantly, for ourselves, because we really like talking about ourselves. A few warnings. This podcast, unlike the main Overthinking It podcast, will not be PG-13, and we will disregard every convention on the internet relating to spoilers. Whether for Gossip Girl, Glee, The Vampire Diaries, 90210, Melrose Place, The Wire, Lost, Battlestar Galactica, anything. It will be disrespectful, it will be irreverent, but we hope it will be fast-paced, entertaining, intelligent fun for our listeners. Our plan is to post a few episodes on the main Overthinking It podcast feed and then spin it off to its own feed and iTunes subscription. If you hate it, the good news is you won't have to put up with it long. If you love it, await instructions because you're eventually going to have to subscribe to it separately. So, without any further ado, as they say, and without even the benefit of a musical bumper, let's launch right in. Welcome to the pilot episode. I don't know. Is it a pilot or is it like a trial balloon? You uh, know, we already did our pilot. We did our pilot uh, <laughs> like a year ago almost um, when we, we were hanging out and uh, right, we were having absolutely. a conversation about Gossip Girl. And yes. I said, hey, we should record this. And we in, ended the, up- in the New Haven ghetto. Right. Yes. In a, yes. Uh, in a way, I mean, not. I, I suppose "ghetto" is a is a derogatory term. In a in a socioeconomically disadvantaged. Uh, I, I love how that participle is formed. Right. Like it's like it's something that like the disadvantage is something that's been done to them. Right. 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 Uh, uh, and, <laughs> and that was and that was the pilot of uh, of a podcast that does not yet have a title. Uh, doesn't yet have a name, uh, but that I mean, let's float. Let's float some ideas. You know, uh, it's a podcast in which we intend to cover the uh, the what the shows on the CW about teenagers. And I think so. Well, that was the impetus. I mean, I think and the, the social, the the profound social and sociological implications of of same. Well, I think that's right. I think I think it comes out of the fact that we really love talking about Gossip Girl, um, and you know, both of us have uh, have written um, uh, have have written uh, articles. Go ahead and for, say, go ahead and say extensively. Have written extensively. I've written extensively. Well, you've written extensively. I've written, you know, um, one or two articles one on or two, overthinking it. One or two it. articles, but I've talked excessively uh, <laughs> about about gossip 
Gossip Girl. Um, but it always, you know, spins off into broader issues, both about, you know, sociology, about politics, about political philosophy, about culture, about drama, about literature. And, you know, I think that we, you know, since our um, our main extracurricular uh, enterprise is having a uh, website uh, where we uh, devote the popular culture uh, to uh, uh, level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. This is something that's uh, that I think we believe both believe is is well deserving of the scrutiny, right? Uh, both by ourselves and hopefully by. Uh, uh, our our readership our and our listenership uh, many of whom I think do not uh, necessarily are, are not- share our predilection for the fine fine televised entertainment on the CW uh, right. including Gossip Girl and I I hope we can make some forays into other series like Glee because I think Glee in its first yeah. three episodes is shaping up really really interestingly I gotta well, say I, I think so too I mean I think it's interesting that you say the fine, fine programming on the CW, because I think with the exception of Gossip Girl, um, most of what's on the CW is really not worth watching. I was being um, marginally few... ironic. I, that that no, statement I had like an but, irony but, value but, of like point six. But I think by saying that, you 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 actually de- you, know, you slightly uh, diminish uh, you know our legitimacy the legitimacy that we're going for in talking about uh, Gossip Girl and in talking about uh, Glee, which you know both are which you know I I don't I mean I started enjoying um, having a sort of ironic ironic approach to uh to gossip girl um i first you know started watching it because my my fiance was watching it and then i sort of started saying yeah we're gonna watch gossip girl and then i started being the one uh who was downloading the episodes and <laughs> um and 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 making sure we tuned in not that we uh, not that we advocate anything like that i you know i should say because you know stealing- by downloading i mean downloading into my eyes from the television screen <laughs> right, yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Which is a kind of, which is absolutely a kind of downloading. You know, we should actually, we should mention uh, that uh, I am Matthew Rather and with me is Ryan Sheely. Uh, and that, and we are, right. you Once know. I mentioned an illegal activity, let's, let's put our, let's put our name. <laughs> Um, and I, that, I, I just uh, that, I, I, take, I take the down low out of downloading, um. <laughs> and that we are two of the writers on overthinking it. Uh, Ryan has been on hiatus for a while for a number of reasons, but it's great to have you back. And I hope that this, uh, I hope that that this, you know, uh, becomes your your presence on the site or this, you know, well, it's marginally easier to 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 talk than it is is to write. Uh, I think so. Um, um, you know, because the the types of uh, of, of posts uh, for which our site is known are, are not, you know, I mean, some blogging, I imagine, gets tossed off rather rapidly. You know, and there's these these sites that churn out, you know, dozens and dozens of, of posts a day, and that's not our our. Uh, uh, that's not our, our MO. And so for me, you know, I, I was enjoying it for a while and I'm sure I'll, I'll write the occasional, occasional article, but for even, for me, even a, you know, when, once I found that I was spending, you know, several days researching and writing a 300 word group post, uh, <laughs> I, I decided it was time to just, uh, put it on hold until I really have, uh, have time for that kind of thing. Right. And, you know, maybe some of our other writers, uh, you know, 
just poop out 300 words and and uh, <laughs> and 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 do the 3,000, 4,000 word uh, essays uh, in their sleep. And I'm I'm a, I'm a tad bit envious for the, of that. But uh, hopefully this will. Uh, <laughs> you are such a, a you are such a bitch. <laughs> Why? I mean, that, no, I, I, I'm being sarcastic. I am envious of that. As someone who really has a need for for producing thousands of thousands of words at a time, I, it would be a skill. I mean, I don't think I would even use it for blogging. I think I would use it for for the purposes of academic writing. Right. But, you know. And we should for we me should, writing. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, I guess we, we have maybe another podcast in us about writing and the processes of writing, but that's not what this podcast no, is no, no, about. No, no, this podcast this is about podcast, and we should, we should maybe reveal... Sex, it's about the sex lives of teenagers, It is, right? and that was, one, that was one title that we floated together. I just wanted to reveal one more thing, which is that Ryan is an academic, and I work in kind of broadly in the entertainment world. Yeah, you're an entertainer. You're an entertainer. <laughs> I guess so. I I I hope you find this entertaining. I actually, you know, I'm an Andy Kaufman esque entertainer. I entertain by not entertaining you. I, so, I, so like, you're now going to just proceed to read The Great Gatsby, huh? On this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> they were not little girls. They were little women. So, okay, turning to the, our favorite little women on television. Nice, huh? Huh? How do you like that segue? Nice. nice. That was good. That was good. Uh, that was that was segue-licious. Uh, that's that's great. Oh, uh, and I'm a. Uh uh, I'm in entertainment, and Ryan's an academic in the area of social science. So I think that that's—I yes. actually think that that's really relevant to uh, to our aspirations for this. Uh, well, I think, and one more uh, point of of relevance is that you know, Matt, your academic background right. is in sort of literary and cultural studies, right? Um, and so, and one of the things that we, you know, that came about as we were discussing uh, Gossip Girl, and also you know, The Wire, the the greatest of all televised uh, uh, entertainment. Yeah, the, it's, the, you know, it's the unsurpassed and unsurpassable uh, pinnacle <laughs> of, of, of televised uh, shows about wow. Baltimore. This is uh, really inside baseball for our podcast listeners. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, the, you know, the fact that uh, I, I said that it's a chestnut for for the uh, the overthinking it podcast listeners and for everyone else, they'll just think that I love the wire, which yeah. is true. It is, um, it but is anyhow, true. I have said I have said often to many people that when when uh, 50 years from now, when they consider the, the dramatic literature of the first decade of the 21st century, The Wire will be the, uh, the foremost piece of dramatic art in the... In well, the- yeah, especially because it, it'll be like a portrayal of time when there was like poverty in America and there, were, um, uh, there was drug problems in, in, in urban areas. And you know, by then, the, right. the, those things won't exist. Right, so yeah, it'll absolutely. Be really- <laughs> well, by 2000... Uh, Let's say by by what by two thousand uh, uh, sixteen, those things won't exist. Surely, you sure. Know, yeah. By the time by definitely. the time uh, Barack Obama finishes his second term and has eradicated uh, all all divisions of any kind, and we are all one people singing harmoniously well, yeah, we'll together. We'll all be one tribe, right? We'll all be living in a kind of a primitive. Uh, <laughs> well, country, you know what we have not talked about at all on this podcast is Gossip Girl. What's well, uh, well, you know, it's because it's you know, um, it's it's like this idea of um, it, it, this is like a concept that, that you you introduced to me, which I am quite fond of, and I think will come up again and again in this this podcast is the concept of ulteriority. Right. Um, and this this is a podcast that purports to be about gossip girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but it's but actually it's about what insufferable know-it-all bullshit artists uh, you and I are. That's right. It's, it's because we're too good for the regular overthinking <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Pull it back our brilliance. Every every podcast is on some level about podcasting, I, I like to think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But um but no, uh, I think that you know, I think that I think that this I, I let, let's just try to let's try to segue this back again in a substantive way. Um, you know, thinking about uh ulteriority and you know sort of uh, you know, things being not what they seem or being something other than what they're about on the surface. Yes, I mean, I think yes. oh, it's a concept for uh, viewing media that depict the lives of, of teenagers, be it right. Gossip Girl or Glee, because there is so much of uh, there's so much uh, sort of pretense and uh, mixed motives in the lives of teenagers. Um, right. And you. You you see this, you know, actually in Glee, I think in last week's episode, there was a scene with uh, the football player Finn and the uh, girl with the big nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Leah, into Glee Leah, as I- Leah Michelle from Spring Awakening. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, there was, there's there's a, uh, a conversation in which he says, wait, is this one of those chick things where you're mad at me, you're yelling at me about one thing, but you're actually mad about something else? Um, right. And, and I think that there's, and there's so much of that in both of these worlds in that, you know, in Gossip Girl uh, purports to be a show about the sex lives of, of teenagers – but it's really a show about or the, the scandalous about lives, this, the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. But it's really not about that exactly, or it's not. But like, especially in the you know the OMFG advertising campaigns, right. uh, and and uh, are are about it's scandalous. So it purports to be about the scandalous part of that, but it's really about the. The, the the key word there is is elite i think and and right. it, and and the, what the show is really about is is um you know something to to the degree of um oh i don't know i think uh it's about so, it's a, it's a show about social power in a lot of ways i think exactly it's exactly what i was trying to get at yeah it's absolutely a show about social power um, and and, and, I think and that's, that's related to money but it's not exactly coextensive no. with money Absolutely. Well, I think that you know, there's a um, some sociologists of power have this idea of of uh, faces of power, um, and and there's sort of you know these proximate ideas of like you know the first face of power. I believe is something along the lines of like physical force, and you you actually threaten violence upon somebody sure. uh, and get them to do what you want. Um, and then you know, sort of the the second face of power is kind of more of a economic power and more of what could be thought of as almost soft power um, of like sort of money and resources. And then the th- sort of the third face is, is kind of that comes out of a, a more Foucauldian and Gramscian uh, modes of analysis is, is kind of the ability to sort of, oh, I don't know, like it's kind of what, what could be termed cultural power or like, you know, the ability to set people's preferences in the first place. And the sort of, you right. know, and that's not a kind of power that's held in any type of agency or any kind of uh, smoke-filled room, but it's, it's much more unless structural. You're, unless, you're and, d- unless you're Don Draper. Unless you're Don Draper. But that's, again, unfortunately, no, there are no teenagers in Mad Men. Otherwise, I would love, <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> They're all, guess. yeah. Unfortunately... All the men uh, act like I teenagers guess, in Mad Men. I guess we could we could qualify it in that way because 
that has that show has been something else this season. It's, uh, oh, it's it's effing incredible. It's a show about, in a way, about the adolescence of America or or the adolescence of the twentieth century. You know. Yeah, I, I say of the twentieth century makes sense. Um, that's an interesting. Well, not necessarily though. It's the sixties. I mean, that's you know, if if uh, the uh, uh, a century you kind of vaguely map that into a human. Right. Life. I mean, say that. It's yeah, a, say that. A man's years are three the, score and ten. It's the adolescence of the second half of the twentieth century. Sure, if that makes any sense, and maybe it does. Um, yeah. Otherwise, oh, yeah. it's like. Uh, otherwise, it's like a sixty-year-old century. Sure. Uh, I mean, I think you can. I think you can divide the the twentieth uh, mm. century into sort of pre-Second World War and post-Second World War because yeah. you know Absolutely. between uh, between Nazi death camps and the bomb and like it, the, what it meant yeah. to be a human living in the modern world changed in a fundamental yeah. way. I think you yeah. know in yeah. the nineteen forties, and so so there is definitely a pre. Uh, like a pre um, from the end from the death of Queen Victoria, right to the dropping of the bomb, or you know, right? Like is definitely one <laughs> sweep, and then from the dropping of the bomb to say September eleventh, two thousand one, is another sweep. So what we need is the great TV show about that that first adolescence of the twentieth century. I mean, that would be. I guess that would be what like the. The twenties, sort of, right? Yeah, sort or, of roaring twenties into the Great Depression, or something. You know, have there been any great TV? You know, of the, our era of you know the TV Renaissance, n- no shows have really done that up too well. Wasn't to my that? Knowledge. Yeah, I That's, mean, wasn't there a show on HBO called Carnival that was a, like a Dust Bowl kind of thing? Yeah, I guess so. I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, I, I didn't know, follow you know, it. That may be. Our, that may be inaccurate. Sorry. Uh, that may be inaccurate. It may not be. It may actually just be about like a circus carnival or something. I, uh, you know, I don't know. No, I think that sounds right to me. It sounds like it's a, a set. I, I, I seem to remember. You know, the aesthetic, the visual aesthetic that I associate with the show seems to be of uh, of that era. But um, you know, again, so that will be for a later edition of our podcast. Right. We re- run out of real adolescence to uh, yeah about, oh, which is, we we uh, have to get back to the sex lives of teenagers this is this is truly truly shameful the the digressive nature that we that we bring to this um endeavor i know it's uh, you know we we really don't even deserve to have our own podcast <laughs> <laughs> we it purports to be about about one thing but uh but in fact is about is about another thing entirely so um but i think in being so much about that other thing we then will uh you know hopefully come full circle and really illuminate that that first thing in an even deeper way than we could have hoped to if we were just talking about the sex lives of teenagers because i mean i mean there's you know there's both surface level reasons to be interested in the sex lives of teenagers and there are sociological reasons to be interested in the, in the sex lives of teenagers. Right. And uh, speaking for myself, uh, I definitely fall into the, um, the latter category. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, that- I take the fifth on that question. But the... Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, well, right. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. There is actually... I think there's an, evolu- there's an argument to be made from evolutionary psychology, which I guess is like gaining, gaining ground within the academy over the past you know over the past decade or so it uh, goes back and f- it goes back and forth that we all yes. uh, that we all really 
uh, ought to always be interested, or at least there's a way, there's a reason that we we are always interested in the sex lives of uh, of teenagers. But um, you know, but let's save that for another podcast and let's get to let's get to gossip girl and let's get to glee let's actually talk about the shows a little bit so as we record this we have seen the pilot plus two regular episodes of glee and we have seen two episodes in the third season of gossip girl and spoiler Mm -hmm. alert we we will not respect any internet prohibitions as to spoilers at all and that is just something guys also a, a bomb goes off uh, at the end of season six of Lost. Oh God! Uh, uh, I haven't seen season six of Lost, you asshole. <laughs> well, hey man, you just you let the genie out of the bottle. Um, you are but, on the podcast with the wrong guy. If you want yeah, uh, enjoy that's your like, weekend. If that in a does not way. if that does not convince you that we really don't care uh, about this, uh, let it be known that. Anything and everything is subject to spoilers on this show, including uh, Gossip Girl and Glee and the Vampire Diaries and whatever else we talk about. Uh, maybe nine hundred two and zero. Mostly things that are that this podcast is not about. I, I, I intend mostly to spoil things. You know, uh, potato salad. Um, uh, Kaiser Kevin uh, Kevin Spacey has been Kaiser Soze all along. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, uh, so, um, Ryan, do you have a favorite moment from from the most recent episode or something in the in the recent several episodes? I think so. I mean, I think one of the things that I enjoy a lot about about Gossip Girl, maybe this is just you know a particular way I enjoy media or a thing that I like in media, but I really, I think they they really uh, these episodes come jam packed with with references with you know sort of. Uh, literary uh, culture, pop cultural, uh, and so forth. Um, I think there's there's two little, just little kind of uh, chestnuts. Um, you, you know, they're not exactly Easter eggs, is I guess Easter eggs are things you uh, access interactively. But um, you know, they're they're like. Uh, two little hidden references or throwaways that I think illuminate broader themes. Uh, one in this most recent episode, um, and I guess we're not going to recap the episode, so uh, we could maybe... No, if you want, we should, if you want episode if, recaps, go to either Google Television Without Pity, which is a great site, or go to the Wall Street Journal Speakeasy blog, where they write uh, pretty good re- recaps also. Recaps with attitude. So- Throw throw up some uh, some links in the uh, in the show notes. Okay, maybe yeah, even. okay, uh, for sure. So, I'll get. I'll, I will do that. I mean, we hi- I highly recommend starting to to watch uh, Gossip Girl. Uh, and you know, if you, if one of your uh, you know something a barrier to entry is oh I haven't um, you know I haven't seen the first two seasons. Trust me, it's pretty easy to get caught up. Um, you know, but I, I definitely suggest starting to watch. Um, and or at the very least, even reading some of the entertaining uh, 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 recaps uh, as just a sort of uh, companion piece to this, because this is not a recapping podcast. I mean, it's not really even a podcast uh, <laughs> which we really even talk about the substance of the shows too much. Uh, so, uh, at the very least, uh, uh, you know, glance at some uh, recaps. Anyhow, um, there is a you know, there's a great moment um, in in the most recent episode of. Gossip Girl, in which um, Georgina Sparks, uh, who's a character who has sort of, she's kind of been a B-level character who's come in, you know, maybe in four or five episodes over the last two seasons, uh, and has been a kind of 
scheming enemy of the uh, the principal characters uh she's now uh appeared in the in the kind of college setting uh in which uh at, at nyu as a classmate of uh several of the main characters uh and bumps into the um you know, uh, male lead and his uh, and and one of the other friends, uh, while and uh, while talking to them and trying to you know convince them that she has changed uh, and is you know really has turned over no, new leaf, no more schemes, is holding a copy of Machiavelli's The Prince. Um, and Brilliant. you know, it's it's Brilliant. It's not brought. It's not brought. The attention is not brought to this. No, it's at the uh, bottom. It's at the bottom of the frame. It's kind of like blink. It's a blink and you miss it kind of reference. Yeah. And it's nice because there were um, both in season two finale and in this episode, we're really kind of um, concerned with uh, a lot of issues that uh, that were central to Machiavelli's writing, both uh, in The Prince and in the discourses on, on Levy. Um, right. Well, very, very explicitly, Blair says it, you know, they don't have to they don't have to love me in order to right. follow me. Right. And I think that there, there's something said about that um, in, you know, there's, a, there's an issue of succession of, in the high school social order uh, in the season two finale right. in which Blair kind of uh, anoints uh, little Jenny Humphrey as, as her successor and also says uh, something, something to that effect. Um, so and I think it's, it's, it's nice. I mean, I think, you know, when we were talking pre-show uh, and I said that I really liked this moment, you, you said, well, oh, isn't that a little on the nose? But I think it would have been on the nose, you know, what another CW show would have done is, um, you know, or another, uh, le- you know, lesser or different writers would have said, you know, they would have talked about Machiavelli. They would have, you know, they would have brought it, uh, you know, they would have, uh, you know, the, the Georgina character would have said, you know, well, as Machiavelli says in in The Prince, or they would have, you know, said, oh, you're such a Machiavellian uh, and thrown that around. Um, right. it, it was kind of... Um, it was it was it was much more kind of uh, of 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 subtle, and it's also I mean it, it kind of works um, because you know there's there's supposed to be a certain amount of of dramatic of uncertainty as to whether uh, this character's motives are pure and you know whether she is in fact uh, you know. Uh, renouncing her kind of scheming, and you know, maybe maybe she's taking intro to political philosophy, right. or maybe she's oh, yeah, and or that's, maybe that's Ryan. That's why it's great because it totally works dramatically, you know, well, because exactly. that's exactly what you read in your you know poli sci one ten yeah. or whatever yeah. class, you know. No, absolutely. Well, not at NYU because their uh, their political science department is more of a, uh, a political econometrics department, and they, they really actually have really thrown that the theoretical baby out with the the bathwater. But this you know. is why you see. This is why you listen to this podcast so that you can hear all the the <laughs> academic gossip, all the kind of institutional uh, backbiting. Well, I know, I know something. On. I know something about NYU's political science department. So, and, 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 and actually, these characters are st- uh, almost the majority of the characters are undergraduates at NYU so I will be happy more than happy to uh, offer my, my color commentary on uh, how the depictions of, of their uh, academic lives fit with what I know about uh, NYU's um, well very highly regarded and very highly ranked political science department <laughs> um, 
Yes. Yeah, it's, you know what, I think that you're right. I mean, I think that the fact that it's not referred to, I think that also visually, as far as the cinematography, the placement in the frame, right, it's not focused on, it's just something that, it's it's an accessory, and it's, it's almost something that rewards, um, it's almost something where that show rewards repeated viewing. I, mm-hmm. you know, I also like what is Vanessa taking off? I forget exactly. You know, it's like the Awakening by Kate Chopin or something like that. Nice. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Ex- it's not that, but it's it's tantamount to that. And uh, and Dan, but Dan makes explicit reference to that uh, when he's talking about it. And and so like that's, um, you know, I I think that if they're working on that level, that's fantastic. I mean, that's. Well, and I think there's another good reference i mean i think um another reference that was in a, a prior episode is when talking about a uh, previous uh, uh, you know a love triangle that played out over the last two seasons uh the Ch- uh, chuck bass sort of rather than saying calling it a love triangle or menage a trois refers it, to it uh, as a jules et jim uh situation right. which is an allusion to uh truffaut's uh you know sort of classic of uh french new wave cinema and i I like that again because you know on one hand which the, was based the on a novel say, it was based on a novel which, by the way okay yeah. okay i didn't know that but um so either way i think there, it works on a few levels yeah. one it sort of is a wink to you know from the writers to you know one of the audiences namely sort of the audience that this podcast is mostly representing right um but i think it's also you know it's very conceivable uh, matt had you seen or read um jules et jim in high school no Okay, but it's conceivable, I mean, because I, I, I bring this up. You know, you know I, I watched, uh, honestly, I, I watched so much other French New Wave cinema. <laughs> no, honestly, in my, in my yeah, high school's film high department. School, really, it, was, it was a much more of a Godard high school than a, uh, than a Truffaut. I, I mean, mean, you're joking, you know, but, but I did watch a lot of the masterpieces of Jean-Luc Godard in, in high school, from, you know, from Breathless to Weekend to Pierre LeFou to Masculine Feminine to to uh, uh, a, a woman is a woman. To you know, um, uh, you watched a woman is a woman in high school. See, I thought I was I was hot shit dude, when I I dude, came across we watched, that in like yeah. No, I don't know. I came across that at some point in college. Um, we watched, but I, we watched uh, Bertolucci's, and and we all came in on Sunday. By the way, in the afternoon to do it. Uh, for for six hours, we watched the six hour cut of Bertolucci's Novacento, uh, in which um, uh, Donald Sutherland sodomizes a little as Attila. The his name is Attila. He's the black shirt. He's the fascist. Uh, he sodomizes a little boy and then murders him by swinging him around his head and bashing him into the wall. He kills a. a kitten by headbutting it and Robert De Niro and Gerard Depardieu visit a prostitute together and the prostitute masturbates them which you see on camera uh, to decide which of the two of them uh, she will take first. Well, you know, so I brought this up to make a point about the differences between between private schools and public schools, and and you know, you actually uh, proved my point far better than I could have even hoped. Uh, because you know, I think what what really works about the reference and about Chuck Bass, who is a um, you know a son of a you know the uh, the heir of a, a you know Donald Trump esque billionaire, right. um, And sort of is not going to college. He sort of tosses this off casually. It's like of 
course we know about Jules and Jim because their high school education is similar. You know, they, they probably – either their high school education or their just, you know, cultural inheritance um, gives them access to things that, you know, that I, as someone who attended a, a public school, only really got access to. Um, when, you went to your, when you went to your fancy private college. Well, I went to my fancy private university, but absolutely. But I think that, you know, I think that it, it shows, like, I, I would be pretty shocked if we get any um, Truffaut references in Glee, right? Because Glee is firmly set within a public high school in Ohio. Also, yeah, um, but, but it, Glee, is, Glee is more about about the popular culture as such, you know? It's, but don't you, don't you think that that, that at least has a, um, that relates to the fact that it is set in a public high school in Ohio rather than a private school in New York City. Sure. I mean, in some ways, it's 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 about right. I mean, I think that Gossip Girl is a is a New York show for New Yorkers, right? And so it's that it's not only is it for us with our sort of fancy uh, Ivy League or fancy yeah, private high school I actually, education. You know, what, Ryan, I want to say that that maybe Glee is the more subversive show for that because, like, oh, sure. these sure. things, I mean, these things that you talk you talk about, I want. I want to I want to call out a couple others uh, when in the second season Blair uh, says you know she's wearing black because she's in mourning for her former life quoting or mm-hmm. slightly paraphrasing Masha in the seagull or um, uh, or the title of the the title of the episode oh. about mm-hmm. the Archibald family's decline is called The Magnificent Archibalds, which is a reference mm-hmm. to Orson Welles' movie The Magnificent Ambersons from 1942, right. which is about right. the downfall of a sort of once great, wealthy uh, American family, right? And that's, that's extra diegetic, right? It's not meant to work dramatically. It's just a wink from the writers. But you see, the, the writers are winking at you, and they're kind of congratulating you, or at least they're, they're allowing you the pleasure of understanding that you're in the club intellectually, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas mm-hmm. Glee really, I think, cuts at a much more basic way at the hypocrisy. You know, like, Glee is anti-marriage. Glee is, and actually Jordan, in his post on overthinking it, Jordan, I think, really yeah. says this very economically. I should probably pull up his post as we record this and, and quote, but it's like, it's anti-marriage, it's pro-abortion, it's pro-teen sex as just, like, a normal part of life. It, you know, it's it's anti uh, right. the hypocrisy of adults. Like, the, you know, there is barely an adult that isn't right. ridiculous right. in Glee. I mean, most yeah. of the kids are ridiculous also. No, I think that's exactly I mean, I think the, uh, the Glee is really, you know, Glee is a show that purports to be about, uh, you know, about a Glee club or, you know, at a slightly deeper level purports to be about sort of social like the social caste system of high school. But it's a show that's really about the sex lives of teenagers and of adults. Right. Um, and, and so I think you're absolutely right, whereas, you know, Gossip Girl purports to be about the sex lives, but it's really about the elite and is, is in some sense, a more kind of almost, you could say, conservative kind of show because it's, it's about in-jokes and it's about sort of, you know, receiving a, a certain type, maintaining a certain type of, of privilege. That is, you know, if you get the references... 
in some way or another, you're part of the world of the of the show, right? You're you're an ultimate right. insider, so, right? Um, you know, and whereas in in Glee, um, because of all of these layers of uh, of ulteriority, you know, it's really. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like the 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 types of sexuality and the types of engagement with pop culture are, um, you know, I think more more challenging in some ways. You know, there's an interesting thing is I probably have to Google more references from Glee than I do from Gossip Girl, sure. right? Well, so I don't I, know. You know I, some, so, some of those jokes, too, are pretty on the nose. When the gay kid says, uh, my, my, uh, my dad took my car away because he found my tiaras in my hope chest. Like, that's, you know... Right. That's, right. that's but, pretty I mean, even, like, broad. Some of the musical numbers, like, did you... I didn't know the smash, smash the windows out your car. Uh, oh, I didn't know that uh, song. I didn't know that song either. What is... Did you look at that song? What is it? Uh, I, you know, I, I googled it and I forgot it. I bust, I, I bust the windows out uh, your the car. Singer's name is, uh, the, the singer's name is uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Um, and uh, and uh, like. I, but it's like I love, and this is a, another point that Jordan makes in in his article. Like I love that it uses that it uses pop music, right? Because this is, yeah. cause that's, that's perfect. And that like, you know, that girl singing Leah Michelle, I forget her character's name, uh, singing with the hairbrush in front of the mirror is, uh, mm-hmm. I actually, she holds the hairbrush down. She holds it business end down. I would have thought that just, you hold the hairbrush business end up just cause that's the business end. Right. And that like you, um, you know, and <laughs> it's like the business end of a microphone, right? Uh, you know, the bristles are, are what makes a hairbrush a hair brush the uh the diaphragm is what makes the microphone a microphone and you you would hold it up but she goes uh well she's, maybe she's visualized as a, as a dual purpose microphone slash hairbrush um and so uh, in, in which case the business end of the microphone would be the opposite of the business end of the hairbrush <laughs> right yeah i'm sure if you go on if you go on this, this is the podcast in which we uh subject uh hairbrushes to a level of scrutiny they probably do not deserve they, they yeah they certainly they certainly don't now that said I think the journey number, it, uh, th- though it was awesome, I think the journey number in the pilot was a little misguided because who the hell knows journey of of um, call it, of high school students now? You know they're they're well, doing like the Rihanna number was right. It, maybe even in a way, push it was a little too far back, right? I agree. I agree with with push it because in some ways, though, I think the journey thing worked because of the the way it worked in the uh, the exposition of the uh, of the character, right? So it's he knew this song. You know, the the character Finn, the the the, the jock, knew this song because his what was, it was his father figure. I forget whether it was his stepfather or his uh, you know like like mother's uh, the lover of his mother or something <laughs> who played a big role. In his childhood, <laughs> or his, you know, lover, kind his of a, lover from another mother, or something. I, his you know. lover from another mother, the mother of another lover, <laughs> mother. His mother, mother lover. lover. His, his mother lover. <laughs> right. Um, uh, his mother lover. Uh, was a sort of was like the lawn man, right? And and loved the sort of hair metal. Uh, and so, oh, that's it, a it good point. Sense. And that's how he got. That's how he heard about Journey. And that's how he actually like learned to love singing. It was as a kid sang these songs with this uh, with with this lawn boy. So I, I I found that that worked. I think it is questionable whether these the, the kids 
these days would have chosen uh, Push It as their sexy song, as opposed to something like Birthday Sex by Jeremy, um, <laughs> which is, I think, a more realistic choice. But I think that, you know, yeah, one sure. way... Or it- like Make Love in This Club or something like that, you know? Right, like- right. Right, right. But I don't know. That's a little. That's a little last year. I guess so. Um, yeah. Know, no. I guess if your days move at a rapid pace. I mean, I think an interesting thing is is how out of sync the uh, the the teacher, Mr. Shoes, music tastes are with those of the students, right? So when he suggests uh, songs, it's they're always dated in some way, right? His big musical number uh, is, I believe, it's leaving on a jet plane, and I think in the pilot episode, yeah. Uh, so they're singing, uh, and I think in one of the episodes, there's actually a mini rebellion within the group because he's having them sing uh, a cheesy disco song, and he actually, um, you know, defends defends it or says you know that it was a big hit when he was in Glee Club because there was a disco revival in the '90s, which I think is accurate. Uh, and so I think kudos for that. Is it re- um, is it really? Because my whole memory of the '90s was like musically was first grunge rock, and then I got into a lot of female singer-songwriters. You well, you're skipping, you're skipping New Jack Swing, which, uh, <laughs> which, which actually plays a really big role in this past week's episode uh, <laughs> with the, uh, the Acapellas, the all-male acapella group that also sings all like, uh, oh, I don't know, Color Me Bad songs and, and yep. other, other New Jack Swing eras. So yeah, I think what New Jack Swing, grunge, gangster rap, female singer-songwriter. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? Actually, I was talking... I was actually just band. talking about white music. Not... I mean, I, I don't mean that... I don't mean that oh, in, an, yeah, in a normative... Yeah, no white people listen to, uh, to, to gangster rap, says the guy staring at the, uh, the LP of Snoop Doggy Dog's Doggy Style on his Ikea Expedite bookshelf. <laughs> Wow, that was it a bizarre. Get... That was a bizarre mishmash of cultural references. Uh, well, no, this there. is true. I'm, this is not actually even a reference. Like, I have a LP of Snoop Doggy Dog's. Uh, 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 do you even a, have a turntable uh, that you can listen to it on? I do. I, of course, I do. Okay. What kind of what, what kind of uh, card carrying member of a a non subcultural subculture would I be without a, a, a... <laughs> non subcultural subculture? I think is going to be like the our our that that term and the you know documentation of it is going to be our contribution to the literature. I think that's really that's that's what our uh, that's what our podcast is about. <laughs> contributions to <the> literature <laughs> is. Is the non the non subcultural subculture? Yes. No. I you know I I wasn't well. I guess aside from a brief dalliance with boys to men, I was not into uh, any any proto hip hop or real hip hop um, or any really of the African American music. I didn't get hip to that until a lot later in the '90s. So for me, the '90s was yeah. grunge grunge rock. And uh, I, I probably would be a more interesting person had I actually gotten my my mind opened up to that stuff earlier, rather than being. I can't. A- I can't disagree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rather than being, you, you, you know, but you're just filled with angst just listening to Nirvana and Tori Amos. <laughs> you know, Tori you would have you owned the choice of finding uh, finding uh, more positive. Uh, Jill Sobule, uh, Meredith, such as you know, Brooks, smacking those bitches up and, and things Sarah like that. Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I think you're. I think the fact that you love female uh, singer songwriters makes you plenty interested. Sure. Um, 
Ani DeFranco. I have them all. I, you know, they're all in my... And I cover uh, a number of them in my, uh, in my nightclub act, <laughs> you know, coming on a national tour near you. Um, let's see. Anything else you want to say? The nightclub act is really about the sex lives of teenagers. <laughs> Actually, that's the title of the nightclub act. I feel like, I, I feel like that has to be the You'll title. You'll have packed houses, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so the sex life of teenagers is that what we is that what we should call it? Maybe like you know you love I don't me. Know. Maybe or something the kids like that. these days. Kids these days. Well, the, I uh, let me let's close maybe with with a question. Which are we totally not suited at all to be attempting this podcast by the fact that uh, by virtue of the fact that we are both in our late twenties and uh, you know in my case almost thirty. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm old, you know, I'm losing my hair and everything. And I uh, absolutely not. I, I think because, you know, if you think about it, I mean, I, I don't guess where the kids are... download their music these days. <laughs> well, I know I, I hear it's, uh, I hear it's on, on the waffles, uh, on the waffles. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I mean, cause I, 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 went to to, shows, I went to, I went to waffles I go to concerts and I, I, I encounter these, the, my, I, I'm definitely, you know, I've had several interactions um, over the past uh, month in which I've cl- definitely been, you know, the oldest non-parent in the room, um, which is, know, is always is always interesting. I was at an Ani DeFranco. Uh, I was not at an Ani DeFranco show once, and uh, and I was sitting in like the, the it was in a theater with seats, and I was sitting in like the second balcony of this enormous old vaudeville theater or something and there was a parent sitting next to me who was just like checking his blackberry the whole time and was not was <laughs> not into it at all so you, yeah you're the oldest non-parent in the room yeah often but you I know think that's how that's how have- uh, like i go to a lot of parties like that right um <laughs> yeah sex lives of teenagers that is, that's your contribution to the literature um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but uh, but what I was going to say is, you, you know, even if I'm, you know, uh, the oldest person in the room, I am at a an lot old of shows, school. I am an ethnographer. I, you know, <laughs> that's right. It's participant observation, and you you can't you can't have participant observation without participating. Otherwise, you're just a peeping tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, so no, you think we're not. But- uh, you think we're not no, too old? No, I mean, old. think about us. Our teenage years. There's, there's two reasons. I mean, one is I think our our teenage years still have made up about, or like at least, or uh, almost half of our lives, right? And and we're only about a a decade removed from our teenage years. So I mean, I think that you know we were teenagers, and we can we will be able to talk about that. Right. Oh, right. And um, I think and- the development. I think the de- development developmentally, like de- you know, adolescence is adolescence is adolescence. But I you know yeah. I wonder about the I wonder about the dizzying o- array of cultural reference. Uh, well, uh, and I wonder, I wonder well, about this sense of up to the minuteness that we've that we've talked about a little bit tonight. We'll, we'll we'll do all right. I think you know. I think that the the internet helps with that. You know, it kind of flattens uh, the differences. I mean, I think if anything. So my my uh, my fiance's uh, little brother is is a teenager. He's uh, fourteen or fifteen. Um, Excuse me. It was actually just uh, wow. Uh, they waited. Us. They waited a long time between sibs. 
Yeah, 10, 10 years, uh, the good decade. Wow. Um, and so it's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, you know, so he's, he's one of the, the few uh, actual live teenagers that I know. But the interesting thing, I mean, I don't know if he's atypical. He's, he's just a sample, a sample size of one. But actually, I mean, he and I get along really well. So I think that says something about, um, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that young men in their late 20s are not as different from teenagers as we would like to believe. And I'm sure that this is a topic uh, to which we will also return um, in, in this podcast. But I think that, you know, um, uh, Rachel's, Rachel's brother, Chris, um, is, is really, you know, he... You know, whereas when I was a kid um, or as a teenager, I learned about things, you know, from TV, from watching MTV and maybe from word of mouth. And, right. you know, my in- interesting subcultures or trends or bands or uh, entertainments was especially from like my friends who had older siblings. Um, and I guess, you know, I guess, you know, Rachel's brother does have an older sibling, uh, you know, who has who has good taste. But I think more than anything, he's he really, uh, you know, s- searches things out is very internet savvy um you know very pop culturally savvy but it's in very not totally dissimilar ways uh, from which we are so while we we don't have the day-to-day grind of what it's like to be in 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 a high school um and how information is transmitted in that way um you know i think that uh i think i think we'll do all right and you know i mean for all we know maybe some real live high schoolers or middle schoolers or you know teenage to college students will will start listening to this podcast I hope, and they you will you know what i actually i hope that if you are if you are a real life uh, especially american because these are shows about america though if you are are we ha- i know we have an international listenership so if you if you are part of that international listener listenership and want to comment uh, from that perspective, we actually welcome that. Uh, we really welcome that as well, because uh, we're, we're curious about the, uh, about, uh, the extent to which the, what, what we talk about and what is represented on these shows is purely an American phenomenon and a, a result of the strange social and economic forces that have uh, you know, brought us to this pass in America in the 20th century. But um, you know, we, we really would love you to participate. And the way you can do that is you can call in. Uh, the the voicemail is two zero three two eight five six four zero one. That's two zero three two eight five six four zero one. You can leave a message that will play back on the show. And though we're releasing this first as a uh, as a supplement to the Overthinking It podcast, uh, it will eventually spin off into its own into its own thing. So OTI podcast listeners, you won't always have to uh, have to hear these episodes if you don't want to. And uh, you know, Sex Life of, of Teenagers podcast listeners, you you will eventually have to subscribe to your own show to continue getting these. But also check out the Overthinking It podcast because you may like it. So uh, twenty eat log zero one. That's two zero three two eight five six four zero one. Or uh, podcast at Overthinking It. You know, for for brand, can, you know, to separate the brands a little bit, you should use one of the other. Uh, uh, other That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, in in keeping jog. yeah in keeping with teenagers in security and their body image issues <laughs> let's say it's <laughs> it's uh, 20 fat jog zero one uh, Although I guess eating log would also uh, <laughs> suit, suit the, the theme of the podcast quite that's because well. you went to public high school <laughs> so, I don't even know what that means because <laughs> uh, uh, if I had gone to a private school I maybe would have gotten that diss but I, I went to my you know we, we didn't learn that at our fancy private university
No, yeah, I guess I guess, no eating log. No, not a lot of that going on at uh, in the jail. Um, so, so yeah, uh, or podcast at overthinkingit.com and make it clear that you are you are uh, referring to the sex life of teenagers show and not to the main overthinking it podcast, so that we can uh, so that we can. You need a better title than the sex life. I'm gonna giggle every time that you say the title. <laughs> okay, and yeah, if you have some um, if you have some comments on uh, if you have some comments. Uh, on what we've done tonight, or if uh, it's nighttime as we record this, that's, uh, it, though it may be blazing hot out as you uh, gossip girl here. Uh, you know, uh, I'm the one thing that doesn't go on vacation, or I don't know. Uh, you may have some some uh, suggestions <laughs> for the title. Uh, so leave those on the voicemail or email podcast at overthinkingit.com. And pretty soon this will be its own show, perhaps with its own domain even. And uh, you know how nice how nice will that be that you uh, that you can get that uh, here. Uh, anything else, Ryan? You you want to make a parting shot, or should we just leave it there? Is is the domain name sexlifesofteenagers.com already registered? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get on that tonight so that it, so that you know some enterprising kid doesn't doesn't do it. I, I I mean I'd be shocked. I think you'll have to go all the way down to like I don't know dot <laughs> dot de or something like yeah. that. No, like, <laughs> uh, or, or something like that. No, I think that's it. Um, you know, this is a work in progress. I think we have you know a vision, a mission statement, uh, a set of core texts. But uh, it is really you, you, the third podcaster um, who, 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 who makes this uh, uh, what it is. Who am I fucking kidding? I mean, this is a, this is a fucking two-person circle jerk. But, uh, you know, join in. It's not even, that's not even a circle jerk. That's like a... It's uh, a line segment jerk. <laughs> that's like a, it's like a covalent bond. It's like O2, right? Like, uh, right, isn't O2 there are two bonds between the two oxygens representing the two arms each jerking uh... <laughs> oh and by the way whereas we try to keep it PG-13 on the other podcast this one there is no when we when we apply for our own uh, our own iTunes thing we're going to get the explicit tag on this uh... that's great so, so no actual teenagers will be able to, to download our podcast <laughs> not if you're yeah not if you're a teenager stupid enough to let your parents uh, control your iTunes and uh, you know turn on the parental controls but you know we don't want those teenagers listening to our podcast anyway. That's right. We want we want a nice a nice uh, veil of uh, 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 of of selection bias so that we get all the cool uh, the cool teenagers who are having sex lives and doing all kinds. of teenager things like no, going yeah. to the side. You know what? Like if you're a teenager and you're a teenage boy and you're doing it with the ladies, like really you have better things to do other than listen to our podcast. Though you could put it on as background like music. Five. Like a high five right there. <laughs> high yeah. five, bro. Good yeah, good good on you. I mean maybe play it in your car or something. Maybe play it in your Camaro. Uh you know, or whatever you have. <laughs> yeah, we're totally in touch with the kids these days. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. right, Take it home, Matt. Take it home, Matt. (laughs) Well, so uh, until then, you know, we'll we'll get this podcast. We'll get its own website uh, eventually, or its own feed anyway. Uh, Until then, you can find it and find a lot more interesting stuff on overthinkingit.com, the site that subjects the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. Sex lives of teenagers. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) 